Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 17th of July, well and truly in the thick of the NBA Finals now, and here mm. to discuss it with me, Mr. Liam Hancock. What's up, guys? Lee here. How are you, mate? I'm good. It's not as cold as the other um, <laughs> no, the other weekend. quite pleasant down here. Almost balmy, you could say. You could say that. Um, also joining us, but still in a beanie, Mr. Roe Hancock. <laughs> yeah, how are we? Yeah, we're running out of games, aren't we? Only a couple left in the um, in the NBA season, but the finals have eventuated into an absolute show. At the moment, we thought it could be a sweep last week, but... I mean, the name of our episode didn't last... It did age well, did it? It, it didn't age well. Our episode, if you didn't see last week, was Suns in four, question mark? But it was slightly <laughs> incorporated with that meme of that guy who whacked that... Yeah, true, <laughs> true. The guy, yeah, the Denver guy. So, yeah. um... But yeah, I tell you yeah. what, what a, it's incredible the difference a week can make in the league, isn't it? We yeah, are well and truly poised on a knife's edge at 2-0 now in the NBA Finals. Um, so we've got a lot to discuss there from games three and four. Got a few odds and ends from the NBA and L- NBL to recap. And then we've swapped out Hero of the Week for Draft Prospect of the Week. And will it be a bit, little bit longer than Hero of the Week? No, it'll be roughly the same. Okay. Roughly the same. We've just kind of... Um, yeah, so as opposed to Hero of the Week, we're running out of players now that we haven't used. <laughs> um, so we've got Draft Prospect of the Week yep. uh, with the NBA Draft just around the corner now, less than a fortnight away. Uh, we thought it'd be somewhat prudent to, I guess, give our insights into one player each this week and probably next week, um, who we're excited to see. Mm. So we're looking forward to covering that. Sure. Before we get into it, though, guys, a big shout-out to both of our major sponsors, Podthreads. Um, guys, I'm absolutely buzzing. My merchandise has officially arrived. Mm. I'm picking it up on Monday. Uh, so I'm chomping at the bit to see how it's all turned out. Um, a big thank you to everyone who's purchased merch so far. And a big thank you for Podthreads for making it become awesome. a reality. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you have a brand, a podcast, uh, an idea that you want c- to come to life, um, be sure to hit them up and they'll be able to help you on your way. Uh, likewise, Intersport Hobart. Uh, week two in the new store. It has been non-stop, flat out, yep. uh, loving it. So a big shout out to those guys there in the Centrepoint Arcade for your continued support. Just quickly, how's the basketball gear going? I know there's a massive area dedicated to the basketball gear. Is it flying out the door? It is. We've, yeah. um, we've, I tell you what, we got some wicked vintage uh, sweatshirts coming yeah, the other oh, day. Oh, right. Uh, Save we got me some one. Bulls, Lakers, Celtics oh, ones. Good stuff. 200, 200 bucks for a sweatshirt. Is that so, how wait, much you're it joking. Is? 200 bucks, but it's the but they're worth it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sick. He's not joking. You need to still do a tour. I like, do, I do. Because I haven't seen it, I'm dying to see it. Mate, you work in town, pop in. No. Little I, lunch break mission over. <laughs> I have an hour lunch. Um, so, fantastic stuff there, guys. Uh, as well, a big thank you. During the week, we crossed over 6,500 downloads mm. uh, for the show. So, a big thank you to everyone who's rocking with us. We truly appreciate it. Um, sure. Be sure to, if you've got any friends who like basketball, let them know about us. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, Spread the word. We're like Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide at this point. <laughs> so uh, a big Darling. thank you for your continued support, guys. Great. Odds and ends. Let's do it. Ro, do you want me to kick us off? Kick us off, mate. Um, saw throughout the week that Kawhi Leonard had surgery mm. to repair a partially torn right ACL. Um, so, you know, those of us who thought that he may have been a chance to return if the Clippers made the finals, I'm highly doubting <laughs> that would have been the case, um, given given the fact that he's partially torn that right ACL. Nine now, months on the sideline. Nine months on the sideline. It's going to have an impact on next season. Um I tell you what, Paul George's worth is going to go through the roof mm-hmm. next season, taking full control of of that team. And yep. I guess Kawhi, the other thing is, given this injury, Kawhi staying in LA, 
We, yeah, yeah. Th- there was rumours that he could be on his way out, but most of us thought that there's probably a good chance he stays, and now this pretty much solidifies it. But no good for Kawhi, and um, interesting to see what PG can do with the Clippers for a large portion of next season. Just quickly, had he have been healthy, would they have been able to beat the Suns and, I guess, go on to beat the Bucks? Would they mm. have been... I don't think so. You don't I think, think the, so? No, I think the Suns would have been too strong. You go, Rowan, then I have a quick question. Yeah, uh, well... I think I said a few weeks ago um, that I reckon they could have taken it to Game 7, whether they would have won it or not, but they would have been more competitive with him. Um, But, yeah, big loss for them. Absolutely. You you saw last year with Golden State Warriors where Clay Thompson got re-injured and they felt like they had to fill his void and they did so with... They did so to an extent with Kelly Oubre. They brought him on over over last minute. Do you reckon there will be a similar situation with... Um, quiet Leonard down. Uh, I don't think so because nine months he's he's not gonna like he'll be back for the finals mm. for the back half of the season. Uh, the way they performed against the Suns was pretty admirable yeah. mm. as it was just with Paul George leading the team. I think it worked pretty well if they can get maybe one or two pieces around the edges to kind of round them out till. Kawhi comes back, mm. I think that should uh, suffice for the moment. And to be perfectly honest with you, I think Reggie Jackson stepped up yeah. in that yep. second role as well. So his worth is going to go through the roof. He'll already get a bag in this offseason and yeah. hopefully he can live up to it. Absolutely. I'll, if you want, I can take care of all the USA basketball information. Go for it. Rip through it. So first off, um, Jeremy Grant and as well as Brad Beal um, went into health and safety protocols, um, but I believe they didn't test positive um, following that news. Brad Beal's just decided he's not going to play. <laughs> he's not going to go over to Tokyo. Mm. Um, and likewise with Kevin Love, which isn't a big <laughs> big loss, to be honest. Keldon Johnson will replace Bradley Beal. I'm not sure if this guy's replacing Kevin Love, but I know JaVale McGee's been selected to join the 12-man Team USA for the Olympics. Mm. They also lost two uh, exhibition games this week, going yeah. down to the Boomers and Nigeria. Um, so certainly... Ominous signs there for the uh, the US. It's Do you think it's going to, like I was just thinking throughout the week, as much as it was great for the boomers mm. to get over the top of them, I was thinking once the real thing rolls around, they're going to yeah, go to another on. level, aren't they? This is just a bit of a runaround for them. For the Team USA. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. Like the chemistry's still yet to develop and it'll probably take the first couple of games now that we're integrating Johnson, McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think when it comes, when push comes to shove, they'll... They'll turn up and they will. I saw that Paddy Mills shot at the end, but who else got up in the Boomers game? Uh, Jock Landau was solid, yeah. Goulding. Um, it was a pretty well-rounded team performance. Paddy Mills mm. was pretty pretty key there. Our um, man Josh Giddy got a gig in that last game mm. against uh, was it Argentina? Yes, Argentina. Yeah. He performed very very well. I've got a a little note on him shortly, so I'll <laughs> save that one. Oh, it was actually against Nigeria. Sorry, but yeah, Niger- yeah. it was Nigeria, yeah. wasn't it? Because mm. they blew them win? out, blew them out, crushed them. Um, big congratulations to NBA 2K cover athletes, mm. um, Luka Doncic oh, taking out the main cover. Our boy. Looks sick, doesn't oh, it? It's a wicked so looking cover. Uh, we've got Candice Parker becoming the first WNBA player to grace the cover. Yep. That's good. And likewise, we've got KD, Dirk and Kareem making up the NBA 75th edition cover. So, this begs the question, what cover are we all getting this year? Uh, I like Luka or the... the- Cream. I like the Dirk one just because Dirk somehow in his career was never on a 2K cover. And he's got he his wasn't, gear. was he? Oh, was he? he no, wasn't. he wasn't. No. 
And it, it yeah, does look pretty sick with Kareem and KD. There. And it's like such prime Dirk with his long hair. He's yeah. got a bit of sweat beating down his forehead. Roy, what about you? Which oh, you've, you've got the signed Luca jersey here. You've got it. I'm, which, get, I'm getting the Luca Doncic yeah, car. Absolutely. My only my only um, fault with the 75th anniversary edition one is I don't know if. So KD sort of sticks out on that cover for the simple fact that those other two have retired and mm. putting a current superstar of the game on the cover with Dirk, who's recently retired, mm. and then Kareem, who's obviously been out of the game mm, for a, a little while, while now. So it just seems seemed a bit odd to me, but... Um, I kind of liked it. It showed the generations it. kind of passing. Yeah, and know. I guess that was the point of it, wasn't it? It's yeah. a 75th anniversary. It's showing the stars throughout Everyone. the year, but yeah. I don't know. I wish there was a bit more correlation around the players chosen. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, another little note <laughs> here um, as we move on. A little quick a quick rumour here as reported from Shams Sharania of The Athletic. Um how do we feel about this one? So, there's a rumour that Colin Sexton mm. could be going to New York um, in a deal that the Cavs would receive Obi Topin, Kevin Knox, and the 21st pick in this year's draft. You would take that in a heartbeat if you were the New York Knicks. I, I think so. I think so. Um, Obi Toppin hasn't done anything. And I know he's only had one season, but he hasn't He hasn't done anything to... And he's a bit older. Show that, yeah, he hasn't done anything to show that he's going to be, you know, a superstar of the game. Colin mm. Sexton, I, I love the energy that Colin Sexton brings yep. to the game, and I think he's already shown that he can be a sort of low twenty-point production scorer on the offensive end. So I would take the that. Cavs take this. So you reckon pretty quickly as well, just on the basis that it. I don't think Garland and Sexton can kind of coexist together, mm. and it looks as if they're moving towards that Garland mm. uh, thought process. Um, there's been quite a lot of disharmony from Sexton this year. You've heard um, a lot of rumours and whispers of, you know, players not being happy or he's not happy and just team chemistry being quite low. So I guess in this deal they get two big men who have capabilities to mm. flourish. Knox, if he can stay healthy. Tobin might be able to develop a little bit more mm. in a team that's truly rebuilding. Mm. Uh, and it just enables Garland to really flourish as the primary ball handler. thing with that New York, if New York did go ahead with that and take Colin Sexton, New York aren't short on point guards and guards in general, to be honest. They've got D-Rose and they've got... Who's the rookie? Quickly. They've yeah, got quickly. Peyton. I, I think um, if Sexton got traded there, he would have to go to the two and play that as a pretty permanent role because you've got Derek Rosen quickly who are going to be most likely playing the one guard role. You reckon? I reckon, I reckon, I reckon Sexton thing. takes the point guard role and you've got RJ Barrett in the uh, the two guard. Yeah, and RJ Barrett can also play the three if he really yeah. wants to as well. There's a lot. Then the, got- the good thing for New York is that opens up a lot of versatility on their roster. They can swap and mm. change a few positions, so it's not one set thing. But we Peyton's the odd man out, though. I, think I reckon so. if they were to, just in my thought process, run with Sexton and Barrett on, on the starting mm. starting backcourt, you got Rosen quickly off the bench. Rose, who was, you know, he probably favourite for sixth man of the mm. year next year, maybe. Um, quickly continue to make strides, but then Peyton, I think, is the odd man out. Yeah. Mm. Rose, Rose being a mentor for all those guards, it can only that, be a good thing. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Like, it, he's going to have to take so many guards under his wing. Mm. I'll go on to some Dame talk. Now, I'm sure there's, mm. you've seen a lot of Dame talk throughout the week. Um, I believe he just had some kind of a outspeaker, a press conference of some sort. Team USA press conference. Yeah, yeah. about his future. Um, and basically, he said what any um, player would say when they're trading. He said, oh, I'm going to stay a blazer, but who knows? Because there's been talks of him want to go to 76ers and the Knicks. Well, so. he's flat out said that the 
trade rumours aren't true yeah. and that he hasn't made a decision about his future. I'm sure he's probably considered a few different options, but I believe him in the fact that he hasn't so truly I. made a decision. Yeah. He's a man of his word, I would have thought, and to be honest, I'm expecting him to re-sign with the Blazers. With so many games, with so few games on at the moment, it seems as if it's just kind of getting the media wheel turning to create content, mm, yes, uh, which yeah. is understandable. I can't fault that, but I'm with you, bro. I yeah. believe Dame will be staying a Blazer. Would you like to see him out of there, though? Uh, depends mm. for the uh, depends where he went. Yeah, depends where he went. That's a very... <laughs> I, he does wear that Blazers uniform with such pride. It'd look mm. weird, him in some other uniform. But I, in, in saying that, I want to see him win. So. Mm. A uh, quick note from me, it's an NBA slash MBL note. Uh, big congratulations to Perth Wildcats head coach Trevor Gleeson, who will be departing the team to take up a role alongside Nick Nurse in Toronto. That's huge. Um, he's been an absolutely phenomenal coach in the league. He's yeah. really, I guess, guided this Wildcats team to success. Um, five championships across eight seasons. And he certainly deserves this opportunity. The kind of passion, intensity he brings to each game. Um, to be honest, I think for pretty much every game I watched in the NBL this yeah. year, he was uh, he was hanging on to dear life not to be thrown out mm. um, because he, he kind of treads that fine line between <laughs> too much intensity. Yes. Um, but certainly looking forward to seeing how he goes. And again, just, I guess, reiterating the, pa- the fact that the NBL mm. on a player's front, on a coaching front, is really now a really strong pipeline mm. for the NBA. So. Oh, it's so highly recognised these days, isn't it? They're going to be a very... Uh, a very different looking team come next season, the Wildcats, and a coach gone, um, and players are just, you know, jumping ship left, right, and centre. Mm, it's a mass exodus, isn't it? Um, throughout the week, Shams reported that the 76ers have engaged with other teams regarding Ben Simmons. And how about this? And I'd like to get your thoughts on this. I think I know which team you're about to say. I think I saw it too. <laughs> uh, it's not a specific team, but the 76ers have said that they would like an all-star caliber player in return for Ben Simmons. I'd like to know... Both of your thoughts. Well, I saw one that was Ben Simmons for Buddy Hilde and Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I did see that rolling around as well. Um, yeah, I tell you what, it's it's not a great time to sell Simmons just because his value is so low. Mm-hmm. It's really, yeah, I think that's wishful thinking. I think everyone's opinion is that low of him at the moment. That would be try quite hard to, to get, I think. Mm. I'm like, having a look at the All-Stars now. You, you just wouldn't trade a flat-out All-Star for... Ben Simmons, where he is now, like mm. you said, he needs to get up his trade value a bit more. And they may also want someone who who's, hasn't become an all-star so far but has all-star potential. potential. I'll, yep. I'll tell you someone who they can trade for. He was technically an all-star, give him Mike Conley for, Mike <laughs> for Conley, ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Mike Conley at the, um, at the um, back at the, end of his career for a, for a budding potential superstar if he can get it to mm. click. Interesting. Uh, last point from me. Okay. Uh, the 2022 NBA Championship odds have been released. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. No. I've just got the top six here that I'll rattle through. Mm. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, $2.75. Yeah. The Lakers, $4.50. Golden State Warriors, $8. The Ooh. Clippers, $10. The Bucks, $10. And the Phoenix Suns at $12. Mm. One that sticks out would be Golden State, yeah. to be honest. Golden State, I tell you what, though, it, if the rumours are true, potentially looking at Dame. I mean, is Clay coming back? Clay will be back. Yeah, we'll be have back. Curry. 
I think they'll be right up there. And I think they'll also attract a few um, new players over the off-season. They always do, don't they? And they've got pieces they can move. Wigand, Ubre, Wiseman. Um, We've seen potentially Siakam coming in, maybe. Uh, There is moves to be made there. What kind of package could they get, potentially, if they offloaded Wiggins and James Wiseman in a deal? I think they could get a third legitimate, consistent player, to be honest. Maybe you get... Siakam and Boucher. Yeah, oh, that'd be not, great. not Boucher. Or Siakam and Malachi Flynn and a draft pick. Or, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. too sure how a package would work. I think they have to look into that. I, I really what, do. A scary proposition for all other 29 teams. <laughs> I have a couple more that I can just rattle through real quick. Go for it. It was a bit up in the air what was happening with this, but it was a pretty sure bet. Um, and they've decided to go ahead um, and extend the playing tournament to next year. So they got, that's going to happen that. again. Um, Very no happy. No faults there. Um, Houston apparently have been aggressive in their pursuit, quote unquote, um, of the number one pick from Detroit. They mm. they must want Cade. Want Cade that uh, I guess franchise altering piece. Yep. And, and a bit of fun news that I saw: Mario Chalmers wants a gig on the Lakers. <laughs> Mario Chalmers, what's he been Do you doing? Remember that, game? remember that name? I tell you what, I just what remember him getting ripped into by LeBron on a on a nightly basis, and rightly so. Sorry, Nick. No, I was going to say that's that's all I can just picture yeah. yeah. him just getting absolutely shreds torn off him while that yeah. big three just absolutely ridiculed him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I tell you um, what. Would I, you like him on your Lakers? I certainly wouldn't like him on the it, Hornets. Almost. He's kind of like a bit of gym equipment, like the yeah. punching bag, isn't he? <laughs> like, he's the whipping boy, isn't if he? If you've ever gone kind of teed off on a punching mm-hmm. bag, it is a good stress reliever. It you is. do feel better after you've smacked one around. So he's, maybe Chalmers can uh, be, take one for the team. Well, someone take a punt on him. He's 35 years of Jesus, age. hasn't played plenty in a of time, Plenty of run left in the legs. <laughs> Oh, dear. Lads, I've got a couple of quick NBL points here that I'll rattle through. Um, our man Josh, Josh Giddy has been invited to the NBA Draft Green Room, which is a yeah, very, is very that? positive I, sign. I, so, I, I saw yeah. a couple of other players be invited to that. What exactly is it? So it's like for the big dogs. It's the, it's but, the but room what? for the big dogs. Oh, okay. So it's a room that they all go is it, in. Is it all first rounders? Or? First rounders. Yeah. Um, Expecting him to probably go around seventh at this stage now. Mm, only a, a few Goodness. months ago, six six months or whatever the case may be, he was unheard of. Picked, mm, it. I yeah. said top three, didn't I? So he's gotten pretty close to that. So he's I'm getting there. I tell you what, in the way the way he performed with the Boomers as well, mm. um, there were heaps of scouts there, heaps of eyes. Masai Ujiri, um, I know, was watching. Quite a few big names. Just quickly on Josh Gideon, it's got nothing to do with his on-court ability. I'm not sure if you guys saw the mm-hmm. interview that he did yes. at halftime. That will get the attention of plenty of NBA scouts because it just goes to show how level-headed, mature he, he is for his age. He's so well-spoken. And I think and a lot of... Marketability as well. Marketability. I think a lot of these NBA teams, I know they obviously want a player who can perform on court, but that will come into the equation that he's such a... Um, well-spoken, mature young man. Absolutely. For the listeners and also me, what happened? I don't, I don't know what happened at halftime. So oh, so he, had, he conducted an interview mm-hmm. um, and just the way he spoke, the way, I guess, just backing up what Rose said, how composed he was, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't, um, like, he's, he's mature beyond his age, I guess, is yeah, the, okay. the point, and that kind of highlights, because when these teams look for players, they do look for that, not only yeah. on-court ability, but also off-court, you know, mm. you don't want to target someone who's going to be a menace and a weapon to society. Yeah. They do personality yep. tests, and yeah. he would pass that test with flying colours, I would have thought. Mm. I tell you what, not long to go, looking forward to seeing where he ends up. <laughs> Real quick, do you know the draft date? When uh, is the that? 29th of July. 
Gee, that's soon. Yeah. That's a couple. That's like next I, week. That's why I said it was less than oh. two weeks away. Oh, did you? Um, the signings continue for the Jack Jumpers. Uh, as I mentioned last week, we'll do a full team, I guess, preview, review, yeah. um, close to the tip-off date there. But we've officially signed big man Will Magne from the Perth Wildcats. Oh, that's enormous. Uh, was kind of teed it, uh, I guess, to and throwing for a while mm-hmm. there. Um, but he spent time with the Pelicans last season. Mm-hmm. Had um, showed some highlights for the Wildcats, but. Just show, we've we've nabbed about three or four Wildcats players now, so we we've have. got a good culture building. Um, we've also signed a face a lot of Tasmanians will be familiar with. Spent time with the Chargers in 2016. Mm. Uh, Jared Weeks mm. joined from the Sydney Kings. Uh, Fabian, 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 Fabian. I think it's Fabian. Fabian. Kozlovic. His <laughs> name is spelled the first three. Take this. The first three letters of this guy's name is K R S. How do you pronounce, How do you pronounce that? that? that- Kozlovic. Kozlovic. <laughs> Good luck to uh, the um, Kozlovic. <laughs> also joined on a two-year deal from the Cairns Taipans. Um, his size and shooting will certainly be advantageous. I'm sorry, but no. he's getting a nickname as soon as he comes to play for <laughs> he us. Has to. Fabio. Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. Uh, Fabio. <laughs> That's what I was saying in the name. Um, our young gun from the Taipans, Mojave King, is moving to the Adelaide 36ers. Um, he's another name, 19 years old. He's a name that could well be... I guess maybe the next name in that NBL NBA pipeline. Mm. Um, he's uh, certainly uh, one to watch out for, uh, and the, also the thirty six has also lured one of the most sought after free agents in this class. Melbourne United title winning star Mitch McCarron, mm. uh, three year contract, averaged roughly ten point five rebounds, five assists, and a steal and a half a game. They're shaping up well, the 36ers, after did, losing Giddy. They've got quite good depth in their uh, backcourt now. They needed it, didn't they, so, after losing such a... such a, and I know it was his, yeah, his first year, but he was so important to them already. Um, so, yep, that's that's massive for them. Out of the jack jumpers we have now, who are the who are the bigger names that we have? Uh, Will Magne I is a very one. handy one mm. to have. Um, he's probably the... McVeigh, I'm looking forward to seeing um, for the simple fact that he's going to provide so much electricity. I can see him getting the um, Doan Entertainment Centre. What have we renamed our uh, it's home? The My club? State Bank Arena. Yeah, that's um, not going to catch that's on. That's not going to. Uh, Clint Steindl yeah. is probably one of the bigger names we've signed. So uh, we've signed a couple of good pieces there. Yeah, pretty much all from Perth. So, yeah, yeah. Um, a good culture building there for the Jack Jumpers. Right, as we mentioned at the top of the show, lads. Last week, two zip. Mm. The Suns were firmly in control of this series, but as we said, oh, what a what a week mm. can change in the NBA. It's really truly altering. We currently sit at two apiece. Uh, the Bucks won Game Three, one twenty to one hundred. Really, a bit of a rout in this one, and took out Game Four, one hundred nine to one hundred three. Yeah. Now we'll start with Game Three. What did you lads make of this one? Well, the thing was that for the first half, this game was actually quite a good game, and you wouldn't have thought that it would be twenty a twenty point um, win to the Bucks mm. in the end. Yeah. Um, it was in the third quarter that I noticed that Drew Holiday was the guy who stepped up and hit some massive threes and made some massive plays, um, and he was a big part of the reason that they were able to extend their lead. We had Giannis who we've spoken about time and time again, doesn't have a bad game and no. he's always going, you know what he's going to provide. Um, so he was unstoppable, got to the rim. 41 points, 13 rebounds, six, six assists, assists yep. and 13 to 17 from the line. Now It's video game numbers, isn't it? It is. And the fact I like is, as is, I guess, Ben Simmons, as to tie it in with him, he kind of shied away from con- contact because he yeah. didn't want to go to the line, whereas Giannis... 
embraces it. He might not be the best free throw shooter, but he, it doesn't kind of halt him. No. Um, and he's been shooting it at a, a far better clip in the last couple of games. So uh, it, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? Oh, it does. The, the thing that I noticed, DeAndre Ayton, he never did actually get fouled out, but he spent that much time on the bench just in foul trouble. We had five that, personal fouls. That was the thing, wasn't it? Mentioned that would be yeah. a huge factor because they just don't have that big man depth. Uh, they didn't have a player, the Suns, who were able to score over 20 points. Mm. And they really kind of, in this one, it felt as if, like, by the well, Devin Booker sat out the fourth mm. quarter. They threw in the tower pretty early yeah. for this one, which kind of makes sense. But, mm. like, okay, let's we're 2-1 up still. Let's prepare for game yeah. four. But I think it M- makes sense. In the NBA, 20 points... Yeah. With 12 minutes to go with a quarter mm. to go, that can evaporate That's like that. True. And I would have liked to see them put him on for the simple fact that he wasn't having a good game. And I would have liked to see them him come back on, hit a few shots, get a bit of momentum coming into game four. He was only three for 14 from the field and one for seven from the three-point line. So he was having an awful night. I um, would have liked to see him play a bit more, particularly in such a crucial match. I just want to ask, on, on DeAndre Ayton, obviously he's not the most valuable player, efficient efficiency-wise, out of um, the big three on the Suns. But you take him away, how much do you, you... You obviously lose a lot when you have to take him away. Well, they, they've they've got no big men, no. so no. the impact he has... If I'm sorry, <sighs> but you're not relying on Frank Kaminsky, are you? <laughs> to, pro- to be honest, he is probably almost, for them, the most valuable player, yeah. I think. Or most, we, we were saying the most... Imp- he's probably the, the most, most important. important. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you're most vital to have because, on the court. Because if Paul goes out or whoever else, they've got other ball handlers... Whatever mm. the case may be, other players who can score. But if they lose that big man, uh, then they are in trouble. So, and you were talking last week about um, when when asked who was most important, you said Jeff Teague. Yeah, and that, that, no, that, that proves to be not that bad. He scored nothing, but his his plus minus was he was plus nine. Yeah. and like when you said Jeff Teague, I took it as the role players off the bench in general. Bobby yeah. Porter's had plus a plus minus Crazy of guys. plus nineteen. He, his eyes were popping out of his skull. <laughs> yeah, and they like they do. They they needed that because for like in this game three, uh, we had Giannis play thirty seven minutes, Middleton forty, Holiday mm. forty. So there's still quite a few minutes that have to be soaked up. On uh, on Bobby Porter, someone quote what road tagged us in. Was it you that tagged us? In? I did. I don't know. Oh, if, yeah. I don't know if everyone saw throughout the week. There was a quote that came from Crazy Eyes Bobby Porter, and um, he said that. Before every game, he well he envisages that someone slapped his own mother, and that's why he comes out with the intensity and and the eyes, and hence crazy eyes, Bobby Portis. And I might um, try that today. <laughs> in a couple of hours, I might just um, sit there, slap myself around the face, and pretend that someone's slapping slapping old mumsy out. Oh, that's you, crazy, I, isn't it? I just read the quote and I go, "That's exactly what he looks like mm. when he comes onto the court. He looks like a man possessed." I don't know if it was fake or not, but I also heard some news that Tha- you know Thanos onto the combo, Giannis's yep. brother, that he injured his hands clapping in the fourth quarter of that fourth <laughs> Surely game. not. I don't know if it's real or not, but yeah, it wouldn't I, surprise I me. I heard that one. A hand rupture. The yeah, old hand yeah. rupture from, from clapping, clapping too much. much. That'll get you. Um, in this game, though, we got enough out of Holiday and Middleton. Together, a combined 39 points, 12 rebounds, 15 assists, shooting 50% from the field. So yep. when Giannis is scoring 41 points, they did enough. Mm. That big three 80 points got them over the line. Did. Um, and kind of really... At that point, two one. This series was a well and live, is mm-hmm. well and alive, mm. alive and well, alive and well. That's what I wanted for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we went into game four yep. in an absolutely just an absolutely cracking game. You could mm. say, oh, yep. um, it really was 
It looked like the Suns were in control. Like I had, I had this one on at work in the background, trying not mm. to be too distracted. But for the most part, the Suns were in control. They were. Um, Booker had 42 points, 17 of 28 from the field. Yet he didn't hit a three. Not a not? single three. He was just mm. mid-range money. Yeah, he only um, took three as well. So. The floater game was on point, yet he should have fouled out with a couple of minutes to go. Um, that mm. brain fade he had where he tied up Drew Holiday, they, for whatever reason, didn't call it. Mm. Um, I think it was Middleton got the putback, I think. But he should have fouled out in this one and had the Suns have won. All the conspiracy theorists yep. would have been out in full force. Yes, yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday, 13 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, fourteen of uh, 4 of 20 from the field. Yeah. Yet, I think this was by far his best game in the series. He was like money locking up Chris Paul. Defensively, yeah. Defensively, he was, he was on point. Uh, the shooting, he hit a couple of buckets when they were most needed. So 4 of 20 doesn't look great, but I think he still had a phenomenal mm. game. Middleton, he was at the absolute apex of the Ferris wheel. Uh, 40 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Tell you what, they're, they're the games where like he really does look like a number two star. So often he yeah, has the highs yeah. and lows, the peaks and valleys. But this one, the view was quite phenomenal from the uh, the top of the Ferris mm-hmm. wheel there for him. Well, on Chris Middleton, if we can just stay on him for a bit, what's change with him or is this just usual Chris Middleton he obviously had a bad streak was he just due for a good streak now we know he's a streaky player <laughs> well it's yeah it's kind of like a law of averages isn't yeah. it you know eventually mm. out of the next three games if it goes the, the three you know you're probably going to get one gangbuster performance mm. 40 points yes. you know you're probably going to get a 12 and you might get a 20 to 25. Mm. Yeah, um, couldn't and, have summed it up any better. Yeah, you just don't know what mm. you're going to get with him. So it's you? probably because we were saying, oh, he just needs to play better. It's probably just usual Chris Middleton. I'll read a quote that he said after that game four. He said, um, and this was the game where he had 40-odd mm. points, was it? Game yeah. four? Yeah. Yep. He said, I just try to let the game come to me. The shots that I have to take no matter what, no matter how many times I shoot in a minute, no matter, no matter how many times I miss, that's just the way I play the game. Now, is that where his streakiness derives from? Should he instead just be looking for shots instead of letting them come to him? It, it, it explains why over his career he's had such a high field goal percentage. Well, but Based off that quote, I would have thought that he plays better when the game comes to him as opposed to forcing up shots yeah. because he feels like he needs to be yeah. that second option, which he, which he absolutely does need to be that second or sometimes third option if Drew Holiday um, steps up. But... I think he plays so much better when he lets it come to him naturally and doesn't jack up. Like, the games when he does have 12 points, you watch it and he jacks up some silly low percentage shots. And um, he gets in his own head after a while. So, let it come to you naturally and this is is the result you get out of it. Absolutely. Uh, We had Giannis, 26 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Now, that block, (laughs) I I think, and I've heard a lot of people say this, behind the uh, LeBron chase down on Iggy in that game 7-2016, I believe it was, um, this might be the number 2 block in NBA Finals history. So important. Do you want to give a a replay for for those who haven't seen it? What do we have? It was about a minute... Minute 15. Minute 15 to go. Um, It was Booker. He's kind of, I guess... Drawing the play, um, throwing a little uh, kind of over lob. The sh- a little lob lob to Aiton, who's who, who's got springs. He got oh, up well. Is. Giannis has had to while that ball's in air, turn, make a step, and get up. Yep. And he, he's probably won them the game there because that would have mm, made it a, 
tie tie games. Tie games. Yeah. Um, that block, like I, I dare say, probably ninety five percent of you have seen it. Like not many players in the league can do that. There's no. in league history, oh. there's probably five to six guys who could have done that because it happened so quickly. And it was the defining moment of the game. That was, was the other thing. It was the. I think they ended up going down the other end and scoring after that. So it could have they been did. a tie yep. game, and they ended up being a two possession game. Um, but the thing from my perspective, which made that block so impressive, was before he actually turned around to block that yeah. that lob coming down at full force, mind you. Um, he was coming out at Booker to try and keep tabs Contest on that. him, and then he's automat- And then as soon as the lob's gone up, he's turned around in the same and sort of motion of place mm. and come up and you know swatted it. Shows his strength and his- just mm. oh, it was so good to watch live. He really is like such a complete athlete, isn't yep. he? And I know during the course of our podcast history, I've given him some flack. I um, hate him. No, 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 no. Um, but he really is a phenomenal athlete, and that kind of that play just exemplified it. Uh, again, though, as I said, the Suns looked in control. They got outscored twenty-one to thirty-three in the fourth. But for me, like in this game, it was really just startling that the Suns were in control yeah. and the fact that they did hold a lead. Because he, I got a couple of stats for you. Real enough. A couple of stats. The turnover count. The Bucks had five turnovers yeah. for the game. The Suns had 17. Yeah. Goodness. 17 turnovers to five, um, which is just mind-boggling. And then the points off. Do you have the points well, off turnovers? I don't have that one, no. but it's a lot. But the offensive <laughs> rebounds, the Suns had five offensive rebounds. The Bucks had 17. Those yeah. second-chance points, they win yeah. your games. And this resulted in a field goal attempting attempted disparity. The Suns shot 78 field goals compared to the Bucks' 97. Mm. Yeah. Um, Suns shot at 50%, which is all well and good. But having 20 less field goal yeah. attempts is a killer. It is. Chris Paul, he had a stinker by his standards, 10.7 sure. assists, but he had five turnovers, as many as the entire Bucks team. He had five turnovers this game, four the game before. And it comes down, we were saying last game, the two big things that the Bucks need to do to change is Chris Middleton needs to play better and Drew Holiday needs to Bring defend Chris Paul mm. better, which he has. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's he's been picking him up from full court press mm. almost every play. Um, I have like his reasoning behind it because he said it in a post, post-game conference. Do you want me to read it out to you? Well, you may yes. as well now. You've given <laughs> us a little, little taste. He up. says, quote-unquote, I think I try to pick him up as close as I can to full court as possible just so that I can frustrate him, mm. try to get him gassed, try to speed him up, uh, and knowing that if I, can, if I get beat or even him speeding up, I know that I have Brooke yeah, behind me and other mm. other teammates, which he does. Yeah. And that's the way to do it. it that is. is 100% the way to play him because Drew's younger. Drew's mm. got probably more life in mm. the legs. Tire him out. Yeah. And if he does beat you with that... You know, quick first step will get around you. There is more than adequate size. Yeah. Giannis, Tucker's a quality mm. defender. Brooke, Middleton, they can all play a role and really nullify Paul. And that he is the barometer for their success mm. that we've he mentioned. Really, he really is. Make it a mental struggle for CP3 from the get-go. As soon as he gets the ball, don't make it an easy stroll up the court and, yeah. you know, just, you know, him able to decide the play. Make he does, it, he dictates he it, does. does he? Yeah. As as he get, yeah. And the, it seems it's that they've taken that away. They mm. kind of don't know who's orchestrating yeah. things. Yeah, a bit um, unorganised. So, interesting there. So, we've kind of quickly recapped it, but I guess transitioning to who is the favourite now? Which Who who is the favourite in this series? Who do you have? I mean, 
the way that the Bucks have transitioned how they're playing against them, it's it's almost hard for me to look past them now because it, it makes sense. They just needed a couple of yeah. games yep. to sort them out, watch some video play. Each and, series yeah. as well, we've seen them like was it they were two zipped down against the Nets. Yeah. Um, they've really kind of struggled at the starter series, but yeah. that when they're at home. I, I think they're, I don't have it, is it 12 and 1 at home or something this postseason? Or, yeah. or some absurd stat. The, they're, they're money at the Just minute. the two big things. One of the main things is what we are just talking about. If Chris Pohl is not allowed to walk up the court and look for the play that he's going to create, that's going to be hard for them offensively. And also the probably the biggest one is just, the shots that they're getting up. If Bucks are putting up 20 more shots mm. um, a game, they're going to win that game. And that's the worry coming back to mm. the fact if Aiton gets in trouble mm. again with fouls, even with him on the court, they've got Giannis and Brooke, two of the best big men yeah. going around. They just can't contain the Bucks' size. No. Um, so it's really concerning the fact if the Bucks are getting, you know, mm. 10 plus more offensive rebounds mm. a game, they, they're going to have such an advantage. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Bucks are looking good. They are, but the the only other thing that I was going to Recency mention bias, isn't it, it is. It, it is, is. <laughs> and I need to I need to snap out of doing With, that. Yes, but, uh, absolutely. But I, I can't help it sometimes. Um, <laughs> but so far, this series has been dictated by a home court advantage. Mm-hmm. You see, the Suns have got two more games at home. Yep. Um, unless they can win away, um, the Bucks have only got the one. So, I. <laughs> I, I'm with the Suns still at this point due to the fact that they'll be at home in two out of three of those games and they only need to win two out of three of those games anyway. So The Warriors game seven, if it goes there, anything can happen. That's the it? thing. Anything and can the, happen. If it goes to seven, I reckon the Bucks will be full of momentum and full of confidence mm. because they, at one point, everyone was thinking they could be swept, which would have been a worst-case scenario for them and they've yep. brought it back. So, interesting. What do you reckon? Just If you're, if you're the Bucks here... If you pick this one up on the road, this game five, you're you're in good shape. You're going home. Oh, you've got a close out game at home. Do you reckon they just gas the starters? You know, forty five minutes for all mm, of them. Yes. Really, just for as good as we spoke about Connaughton, Portis, mm. Teague doing their role. Do you, you gas them? Yes. Yeah. Go all 100%. or nothing. They're elite athletes. They should be able to, you know, play max minimum minutes for the next few games, knowing there's only a couple yeah, to go just down the stretch. Yeah. Yep. I um I tell you what it, I'm certainly excited. Uh, who's the who's the pick for Finals MVP now? Because well, there's so many players in contention. You could put bloody Pat Connaughton in contention now. What? <laughs> okay, Kendrick Perkins. Okay, okay um, shot job. Hey, just real quick on Kendrick Perkins. I hate it because obviously Middleton had that great game where he probably played a bit, probably the best on the court, and and Kendrick Perkins put on his Twitter saying like, "Oh, I told you so. I told you <laughs> that yeah. that Chris Middleton is the Batman." And Giannis is the like no. These guys only pipe up when they're right. When they're wrong, you won't hear from them. Yep. Um, In terms of the finals MVP, early days it was CP3, I reckon, but he's cooled off lately. And Giannis has probably been the most consistent player so far. So I reckon Giannis is leading it at the moment. I agree, and it will be solely dependent, I reckon, on who wins the series. Mm. Giannis is my pick at the moment. Yep. Do you you have on the Sun side? Do you have Booker or because Paul? Had a very ordinary game. Two he's, pretty ordinary he's games. He's had two ordinary games. Book had an ordinary game before, but 41 points in this one. Does he, I'm if, s- if the Suns win, do you have Paul or Booker at this stage? I'm saying if Suns win, they've got Paul, and if Bucks win, they've got Giannis. Yeah, I'm going with CP3 still if the Suns get up, but 
I don't know. Book, book would be a well-deserving um, candidate. I reckon it's a coin better. flip at this minute. I reckon they're mm-hmm. 2A and 2B. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giannis on top, but tell you what, Middleton, could he make a um, late push? Could, could he have another 40-point yeah. game or two? And I mean, there's still so much of the series left, really. Yep. It's mm-hmm. only just over halfway. No, well, if, if, if the, it goes to if seven. If it goes deep. Mm-hmm. Okay, with the games remaining for each team, who is going to be the most impactful player? So who has the most? I I think DeAndre Ayton's got yep. a got a fair bit of upside. Um, we saw in the last game he had six points. He did have seventeen rebounds. But from a scoring perspective, DeAndre Ayton's got a got a lot of upside, and um, that'll make the Suns feel quite good heading into these next few games, mm-hmm. knowing that they've been in and around the pitcher with him. You know, not really providing much on the offensive end. Um, Sorry, yeah, just what do that. Oh, I, I needed to clip that wording you just said. Like, so much upside. Is, yeah, is that yeah, how you put it? Because yeah. for the Suns, just quickly, that is the big thing. Like, they've lost these last two games. Mm. But that game four in particular, it can be so easily corrected. Yeah. Be be more aggressive on the boards. Mm. Okay, lock that up. You'd nullify, you know, to get the disparity of 20 shots down and just, like, which is huge, which is huge. Mm. Um, the other point, the turnovers. Yes, seventeen yeah. to five yeah. turnovers. They can cut that down. They, they can. can cut that down, and they were, as I said, in this game, winning for the most part. They held a was it a six or seven point lead mm. going into the fourth quarter. Like they can easily cut those two aspects down, and for sure, um, their probably ability to adjust to what the Bucks have done is easier mm. now. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, no. What you said is yeah, exactly. Right. I I agree with Ryan saying in Rose saying that DeAndre Ayton. Um, is very important for this next game. But I think my most important player for the Suns, at least, would be CP3 because you just need someone to orchestrate that offense. I was Mm. thinking um, CP3 plays good the first two games and then Drew Holiday takes care of him the next two games. How did did the Suns, you know, flip this on its head so that he plays good again? Well, I think CP3's a pretty... Proud player, and I think he he knows he's probably known that um, particularly in game four he had an absolute stinker, and he'd probably want to bounce back from that um, as soon as possible. So I think in this next game he'll make every effort that he can possibly mm. make to rectify that last poor performance that he had. I think it looks like just in the last two games in particular, as opposed to the first two, it looks like he's playing not to lose mm. as opposed to playing to win. Yeah, like right. he's kind of... Reckon just, he got ahead of himself a bit? Uh, maybe, but, yeah, kind of just playing to stay in it. Stay yeah, like survive. Where he really, and against that in the Clippers mm. series, he really took on the game in that um, the game six where he had 40-odd points or whatever. Mm. He really took the game on. Uh, it just feels that if he's, um, yeah, kind of waiting for things to happen, trying to mm. stay in it as mm. opposed to winning it. Yeah, so interested to see what happens there. Lads, we have Game 5 tipping off tomorrow, 11am here in Tasmania. Um, absolutely buzzing. It is such a crucial, crucial game. Yep. Do we have the Suns tomorrow or the Bucks? Where is it? Milwaukee? It's, no, it's in uh, Phoenix. Uh, um, God. I've got Suns at home. Uh, oh, recency bias, man. I've got the Bucks. I've got yeah. them clinching one on the road. You can see it happening, can't I, you? I can. Full of momentum. All momentum on their yep. side. I'm going to say the Suns. I think that... Like the Bucks did, I think they're going to watch some tape and try and figure this out. Brilliant, mm. lads. Can't wait. This I said it last week. This time next week, though, we will have our mm. NBA champion. We will. Let's move ahead to Draft Prospect of the Week. We don't have the... <laughs> do, we, do we use the Hero 
Uh, I don't think we will. I do think we quickly put this in after? Uh, I can sing it. No, moment's gone. The moment has passed. Um, with no doubt, though, Lee, we will love to hear your voice at one point or another <laughs> soon enough. Maybe one of our um, drinking, the drinking episodes enhances all abilities, singing included. So we're each here, guys. We're going to just probably this week and next week, we've each picked a draft prospect that we're interested in. Uh, we put the little note on during the week. We put in our group chat that Josh Giddy was not allowed. Because um, it was just too much of an obvious pick, wasn't it? Well, uh, yeah, I think Lee was shocked this morning yeah. when we were kind of discussing who we had. The fact I didn't have him. Mm. Um, but I th- we've spent the last six to nine months having a weekly <laughs> Giddy segment. Yeah, I thought it'd be best to uh, it up. put the limelight on someone else. Agreed. Um, I might start us Go. today. My draft prospect is Jericho Sims. Yes. First off, what a name. Jericho Sims. Walls of Jericho. The Walls of Jericho. <laughs> there you go. Um, six foot ten, 250-pound big out of Texas. Uh, he's 22 years old, so a little bit older on the uh, the spectrum. He's projected to go in the second round, mm. but his draft stocks have risen exponentially over the last couple of days. Uh, during the week, he displayed his hop, his mad hops mm. at a clutch sports draft combine. Mm. His head was above the rim. <laughs> he's at the rim. Should, How tall is he? Sorry, uh, six ten. Six ten. Two hundred and fifty pounds. So yeah, he's that's a, a big boy. He's a lot of man. <laughs> um, he's a lot of yeah, man. At the NBA combine, since its inception, he recorded the equal third highest vert, forty four and a half inches. God. So the in NBA draft mm. combine history, the equal third highest vertical leap. How's his um, body structure? Is he, a, is he a muscly kind oh, of? Oh yeah, man? he's a lean, mean fighting machine. He's lean. That. He's he's he looks like a weapon. As I said, projected to go in the second round, but he whoever gets him, it's well worth just uh, well worth having a crack on him because his athleticism, his raw mm. talent. Mm. He's a scary prospect. He averaged uh, 9.2 points this season, 7.2 rebounds, shot 70% from the field, so a lot around the rim there. Uh, Super aggressive around the rim. A couple of highlights of his from watching a bit of tape over the last couple of days. Mm. He's super aggressive around the rim on the offensive end. Um, He's an absolute dunk robot, you know? Yeah, he can just bully his Mm. way there. He's a capable rim protector, so he can do it on both ends. Um, and he's also got the ability, because he's quite athletic, he's able to guard on the perimeter, switch out as well, Yep. yep. Uh, which makes him really versatile and something a lot of other big men aren't capable to do because no. they're just stuck in concrete mm. out there if they get switched on a, uh, a smaller guard. Mm. So I'm certainly, I think he's like projected second round, so he's not a name a lot of people would have been familiar with. Mm. Um, but I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what he can do. Do you think he can elevate himself into the first round based no, off he can't? Don't. No. I don't think so. I think it's too oh, late. I think it's a little bit late. Yeah. yeah. But I think for whichever team picks him up, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like a sure. steal. Yeah, a, a real steal. I think he's got real potential to be a name who could kind of flourish. Do, do you know who he remind me of when I was looking at his tape? He, he and not just the throw and not just his that's body stature. Throw. He look. He reminds me of Jackson Hayes a lot. Yeah, yeah, with his athleticism. Yeah, that's um, a pretty fair, fair comparison. Yeah. Bulkier Hayes. Yeah, a little yeah, bit bulkier. bulkier. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I'd like to see with him would be adding another element to his game. I saw in the low post, he's mm. a bit iffy. He, a bit iffy. He's really good around um, just dunking the dunking yeah, the bowl, and yeah. he's a really good cutter as well, um, and rim protector on the other side, but I'd like to see another aspect, because it's really easy in the NBA to figure out yeah. when someone has a one-dimensional game. I think once they get him in a system, he will 
I, yeah. It looks like someone who has a lot of ability to growth mm. just because he has that natural ability. And yeah. that's the thing. There's not one player, not one player in this entire draft apart from maybe Josh Gideon who doesn't have a weakness and um, yeah. plenty of upside for every single player, like including like the top three picks who are already you know, tip to come into the NBA and perform straight from the get-go, they'll have a lot of work to do. It's a completely different game, but oh, that's that's. I haven't actually watched this guy's highlights, yeah, but I'm going, going to have to now. Put him in the walls of Jericho. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go if you like. I've got draft prospect Davion Mitchell, yep. very close name to um, Donovan Mitchell. He even wears 45 as well, just like Donovan Mitchell. Um, Copycat killer. <laughs> he's a 22-year-old 6'2 point guard who played college for Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, he averaged 14 points, 3 rebounds and 5 assists. Um, the big things in his game, he's very athletic. He's got a nick for shot creation. Um, but the big one, probably the biggest, is he's just a killer defender. And that's by far his best attribute. Attribute. Um, he's one of those defenders that are kind of instinctual. He won't hesitate to take a charge. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. always just going to get up there to swat any shot effortlessly. Yep. Um, and what I love most about his defense is he's always up in... Um, the other guard's grill is he's always there and he's fast on his feet with direction changes. So no matter what the offense gives mm-hmm. him, he's going to defend it. Um, but it's not only a one-sided show because his offensive game isn't something to look past either. Um, his ability to make space and um, namely drive to the rim is very reminiscent of Dame, I'd say. I wouldn't yeah. say he's I wouldn't say he's the same caliber as Dame. Not but, the shooter as Dame, but yeah. he's got that kind of... that. Explosive ability, mm. yeah, and I don't know if it's the number and also the name similarities, but um, his way to make space to just shoot a pull-up jumper is reminiscent of Donovan Mitchell. Of course, it is. Of course, it, it actually <laughs> no, is. No, no, you know yeah, that. You know, yeah. you know that Donovan move where he kind of goes behind the back and side steps. He, yep. he, he does mm. that a lot. But just like any draft prospect, there's the weaknesses that they mm. have. His free throw percent percentage is pretty shocking. He's got a sixty-four percent free throw on two attempts. And on as a, two attempts, two attempts a game. And I was, I was going to say, as a guard, his size is six-two in the NBA. He'll need to get to the line um, to, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a big part of the game these days, isn't it? It Like being able to be efficient at the line and other teams could take advantage of it. Um, so he needs needs to work on, on that as a as a big um, thing mm. to work on in the off-season. Where is he projected to go? Uh, I think, I don't know, it's a bit in all the over the place. Round? First round, definitely. I'd, he's anywhere from 7 to, like, 14. I'd I think say. last time I saw he was definitely within the top 20. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that might hold him back a little bit, um, and likewise my guy as well mm. there, uh, Jericho Sims, is the age, the 22, yep. it's a little bit older than, older. like, Giddy, who's 19, mm. um, you know, these other players. But I guess with that comes a certain level of more experience. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he winds up. He's certainly got Golden the tools. St- Golden State was a big name for him, and they that's seven, so that'd be the best possible outcome. No, but- Giddy's going you seven to <laughs> Golden State. <laughs> but I think, yeah, b- the big thing mm-hmm. defensively, I think he's going to come into the NBA and I think throughout his early career, he's going to be renowned um, as one of the better small defenders. Yep. And he's going to be, I reckon he's going to be put in the realms of the Lou Dorts and the mm-hmm. Marcus Smarts of the league because he's a dog on defense. Yeah, Got to take right. those. They're the Did best type that? of players to play with as well, aren't they? Yes. Like those guys who give everything on the yeah. defensive end. Absolutely. Good pick. Thanks. 
Roy, who have you got for us? Last but not least, I've gone with Keon Johnson. Yes. So protected to go anywhere between five and ten at this mm-hmm. at this point. Um, he's a six-five guard out of Tennessee. Um, in his freshman year with Tennessee, he averaged eleven points, three rebounds, two assists, and one steal, which is serviceable, Absolutely. Um, particularly in your in your freshman year. Um, when I was watching this guy's highlights um, throughout the week, the first thing I noticed with him. Lightning quick agility. Yeah, yeah. He he he's such a crafty, quick player who seems to be able to get into the paint and to the rim at will. Mm. I'm not sure if you've seen much of his highlights, but he's Bits one of the pieces, and yeah. that was what stood out. What that stood out? Ability, yeah, absolutely flash. He, he actually yeah. is, isn't he? Yep. Did he play guard. Yeah, shooting guard can play a small forward. He's six five, so he's got a bit of length bit about of him, but. Um, the other thing that I noticed with him is his ability when he's laying it up. You know in NBA 2K when you've got all these like layup packages that you can yeah. get and you can get the elite layup yeah. packages? He's one of these guys who's really crafty at the rim, can mm. change hands, which will I, I personally think will cause a lot of defenders trouble, yep. um, even in his early, early days. Um, I guess the other thing that really stands out to me is he's highly competitive and the intensity that he brings to... Well, it appears that he bring, it brings to each game is um, second to none, yeah. which will be really valuable um, as he makes his transition into the NBA. You want these guys who want to win exactly. and play, play, you know, play accordingly. So that'll be that'll be massive. Um, he's also a defensive pest, very good on ball defender. If you're his direct opponent for the night, you're gonna have a rough night. It's a slog. Yeah, it really is. So. Um, I think he could be he could be anything um, given a few years in in the NBA to develop. As always, as we we're mentioning weaknesses, three point jump shot probably not the best um, percentage. He averaged twenty seven from twenty seven percent from three in his freshman year. Only going to improve with mm. with work, um, given he's willing to put that in. Um, but we've seen with Ben Simmons over the last five years that. It's such an important part oh, of the game, in, yeah. particularly in the modern game. Um, so I hope he works on that. Um, Can I get some blokes to quickly with a few different names? Because you've got Davion Mitchell, <laughs> yeah. Donovan Mitchell, you've got Keon Johnson, Keldon Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be an absolute head spin. Like, I know. I I'm going to say K, K Johnson against K Johnson, yeah. <laughs> D Mitchell against D Mitchell. It's just going to be it, too much. It's, it is. bit of variety. Yeah, place. I love it. Um, he took me for the guy Keon Johnson. He 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 took me for a Tola Russell Westbrook in his athleticism and also his mentality. Do, and do you know on point with your comparisons today? <laughs> actually, you've done well. Man. And do you know what? That's that's exactly the same comparison as I had. Mm. Um, I I'm not one who really likes making comparisons for the simple fact that every single player has their own unique mm. abilities. But I guess for people who haven't really seen these guys who are going to be drafted this mm. year, they want a bit of an idea as to what to expect. Mm. And if you watch his highlights and if you watch much of um, Keon Johnson, he's going to be potentially a Russell Westbrook type in terms of his explosiveness mm-hmm. and ability to get to the rim. Um, doesn't have much of a, of a facilitation um, game style yeah. at the moment, but that can be worked on with all players, isn't it? And it's going to be a big off season for them. And don't don't count him. Uh, what's the saying? Count him off the table. Or don't, don't take the cards away or something. Yeah. What is it? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, just make I, it I feel like I don't know. Don't, <laughs> don't, would like don't, don't take the cards away from Keon Johnson coming from nowhere and just grabbing an absolute massive alley oop dunk. Let it's, him keep his. Let him keep his cards. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep, cards. Because he does do that. You you, you don't expect. About I know. I'm trying to think what he's. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's, it's kind of <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's similar to Jar Moran because he doesn't look like the guy that will do this, but he'll come from the absolute depths of hell and jump up and just throw down a massive alley of out of nowhere. Oh, have you seen you that, that one? Have you seen those highlights? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I have. I have. I um, yeah, I'm still kind of elsewhere trying to figure out your what's, expression. What's that expression? I do come to the cards are still on the table, but yeah. that's not it. I, I'm um, with you. We've we've got you. Moving on. Um. Yeah, brilliant. He sounds like yeah. a hell of a finder. It's going to be a wicked draft mm. class. I think a lot of players can come in and make immediate impacts. I think so as well. Uh, recapping that there, lads, I had Jericho Sims. I had uh, Davion Mitchell. And I had Keon Johnson. couple of names to look out for there, guys. Mm. Uh, we'll probably next week do uh, another round of this because that will be mm. our last kind of foray before we have the NBA draft. Mm. Um, so it's 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 exciting hearing about a few names that might have slipped under the radar or a couple of players we're not as familiar with. Mm. I, I don't think any of us certainly claim to be, um, you know, college ball yeah. experts. Um, mm. And it's good to have this as a little segment in the show just because it also gives the listeners as well as us some insight on what to expect. And we get to look like absolute legends yeah. when next season, <laughs> you know, everything we've said comes to life. It so. really does give us like a little bit of a love child. Oh, now that like yeah. I, Now I like followed um, this guy on Instagram like and then you just see him next season and you're like, oh, mm. I picked him. Might have to before they blow up, try and get a few on a couple, oh, of, these, couple of these names that we've hyped yep. already. Mm. Um, lads, phenomenal episode, a massive week. Uh, this series, two apiece in the NBA Finals. Uh, it's great because it looked like it had the potential to be a four or five game series. For sure. But this is kind of the grandstand f- finish that we wanted after mm. what's been a tremendous year. Um, so just quickly, who you got? How many games? I'm going to go... Oh, look at me change my chain. Oh, uh, is the recency bias going to kick in or? Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Oh, they're going to win go. four on the trot. Oh, my God. It's oh, they're going to win away from home. Yeah. It's going to seven and I say, oh, I say the Bucks will take it. I'm going with the Suns in seven. I think it's yeah. going to game seven. I think as as happened so far, they'll continue to win at home. Yeah. Um, but game seven, I think the Suns might have the edge. Here we go. I love it. I love it. Next week's going to be massive. Um, we will have, no doubt, plenty of news, a lot to recap. Um, we will have our NBA champions, so we cannot wait for that. Guys, continue to stay up to date with all of our socials. Um, you know, as we said, a lot of video content will be on the way. Mm. Uh, in the meantime, Facebook, Instagram, stay up to date with all the news from the NBA and NBL, uh, as well as checking out the link in our bio to get your hands on some of our fresh as merch. Uh, I'm looking forward to picking mine up on Monday and uh, yep. representing the brand. Why do you mean pick it up? Where do you need to go? Oh, I've got to go to a, a collection oh, depot. Okay. Yeah. Oh, don't you hate when they do that, though? Yeah, just so leave it at just the leave front it. door. Just leave it. So. <laughs> Although that's hot property. That would be picked up yeah, by, by some pedestrians, I reckon. So looking forward to that. Guys, we can't wait to talk to you next week. It's going to be a huge instalment. Uh, be sure to you know like, rate, comment, do all that fun stuff. We really appreciate your, your support, and we will talk to you soon. Love you, bye.